Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Dawn of X podcast, the podcast where we talk about the best books in the X-Men line. I'm your host, Nick, accompanied by... Um, your co-host, friend of the listener, lover of X-Men. That's right. It's Josh, baby. What's happening? Not much. Not, not too much uh, crazy news today until we get into our books, because today we are covering some awesome books. We have Hellfire Gala, X-Men number one. We have Eve of Judgment Day and then Judgment Day. We will be covering X-Men Red next episode. We want to dedicate a lot of time to some of the crazy, crazy information we get in these mega books. And some of it, some of that mega information is um, we'll, we'll have to spoil it a little bit because we'll, we'll have to cover, <laughs> might, might need to touch on it a little bit when we get to Judgment Day. But um, yeah, there's been a lot of like earth shattering things going on in the comics lately, like yeah. some huge fucking like implications. And it is just a phenomenal time to be an X-Men fan still. It really is. And like, I feel like there's a lot of payoff happening, not just an yeah. X-Men, but for someone who reads a lot of Marvel stuff like myself, Ugh. I've seen payoff in this first issue of judgment day yeah as somebody you know me man i keep up with with x-men and occasionally spider-man and daredevil as they happen dude daredevil's my one of my favorite books right now chip sadarsky is killing it on Daredevil. it's phenomenal no no no, i'm like those are like the if i'm gonna be keeping up with a, a marvel book it's one of those three and it's probably gonna be me dedicating most of my time to x-men because there's 500 fucking books okay um you know what i like reading real quick though reading the judgment day stuff i was like fuck what am i missing (laughs) what the fuck are these nerds talking about like it's so funny that like whenever like the nerdy stuff from like eternals or avengers comes up i'm always like Ugh, what a bunch of fucking lame nerds like it's not <laughs> like it's any better in x-men or whatever exactly. like I mean, while you're trying to decipher Krokoan language I, I'm all these nerds. Like, <laughs> the resurrection protocols blah, blah, blah. and then oh, but at the same time it's like it's fucking eternals what that's so stupid you're <laughs> over there reading data pages <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm ciphering through cyphers logs man <laughs> and in fairness the the eternal books do have their own weird data pages that sometimes I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Dude, um, if the eternal books are anything like what we're getting here, man, I don't want anything to do with them. I read the first volume and it was good, but it was very dense. Yeah. I don't want anything to do with that, <laughs> but you actually bring up a good thing because, and we're having this conversation very naturally right now. Are we? I want to bring up the fact that that's not what the teleprompter cover- says. <laughs> Wait, you can't say that word? You want to change the word in the teleprompter? Um, <laughs> we are going to cover books a little differently now. Now that we're in a new Krakoan era and there are 5 million X-Men books, yes, we decided we're going to be a little more selective. So yep. you might notice a few titles disappearing from our channel. If we hear they're getting better or getting good, we might go back to it. But or, And we will... And we'll still be reading them as fans. Yeah. So like if something comes up in one of those, we'll definitely be like, oh, shit, we got to talk about. Let's just call it out. We got to talk about Legion of X or we got to tell you know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm still reading Wolverine. None of it's worth talking about. Exactly. I mean, Deadpool's I in it now, but yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> now you're interested. No, of course not. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, we're going to cover books sorry. a little differently. 
And also, I thought it would be a great idea. Every once in a while, maybe we'll drop in our suggestion. It could be anything comic related. It could be the newest issue of Spider-Man, the newest issue of Daredevil, new issue of Batman, whatever we feel like talking about at like the end of the show after we cover all of our X-Men news. I dig it. I dig it. And anything and, uh, else you have an idea for? Oh, yeah, I, I got an idea. Let me t- Tell me what you think about this. Oh, so like- we do that. We cover a couple books now, right? We're going to keep up with the, the main plot of the X-Men and then, you know, Nick's recommendation corner. Um, what Ooh. if we also, <laughs> what if after Judgment Day, we get through this, ju- we get through this juggernaut of a goddamn series and then moving forward, <laughs> we, um, we cover, speaking of juggernaut, bitch. We cover, um, I don't know, like maybe two two episodes a week of the old animated show as we prep for next year's release of ninety seven. Because I've that, never, man. I have never done a complete rewatch Same. of X Men. I have only seen the entirety of it when it came out, and I was a child when that happened. Um, and then, like over the years, I've watched like an episode or two uh, like, here and there. Like the 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 Christmas episode, I watch every other fucking year. But like, <laughs> that's just one of the worst pieces of media ever, and I love it. I love it so much. So I like that idea. I'm gonna add a little something to it. Oh shit! Yeah, I think we should cover every episode. If it's a two parter or a three parter, we cover all of those. Okay. And then if it's a regular standalone episode, we covered it standalone. Okay. Then we have an excuse to have a giant special for the Dark Phoenix saga. Because if you remember, that was all just part one, part two, part three. Yeah. No, that was a giant. I here's a. I'll I'll definitely tell this again when it happens. But since you brought this up, Jesus Christ! Since you brought this up, (laughs) when I was a kid, I was a kid when these things were coming out. When they were brand new, I was in like late elementary school and middle school, and. The Dark Phoenix saga, I had missed it on the weekend. <laughs> and like they always replayed it on Fox Kids sometime in the in the in the week, but like at a time when school was still in session. Yeah, it was like early two, like kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. So like I wasn't quite home from school yet. So I pretended to be sick so that I could stay home <laughs> and see the conclusion of the Phoenix saga. That's what a fucking nerd I've always been. Oh, I've done that for multiple shows when sci-fi used to have their daily Ooh, marathons. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was no other way to, for me to watch original Star Trek other yeah. than sci-fi channel from mm-hmm. eight to like five. Yeah. So I literally have spent full days for different sci-fi shows. That's how I caught up on Farscape. If anyone knows what that is, no nice. one does. Nice. I remember it. <laughs> Very few. I, uh, I never watched it, but I remember when it was around. Oh, it's one of the best sci-fis of the 90s easily. Um but yeah, so I think that's gonna be a good idea. We're gonna try I that like out. It. Yeah, this is the evolution of the Dawn of X podcast. I so like what? It. So we're in the Destiny of X currently, right? So what are we in now? What What is this? The the evolution of X. The evolution of X. There it is. All Boom. Right. Boom. Did it. Saw all that on the spot. I know. Can you believe it? <laughs> we're a couple. Of all geniuses. right. Well, let's jump into X Men Hellfire Gala number one. Something before you jump into it, actually, I like this. If they're going to do this every year, yeah, instead of like you know, eight crossover books, if like the X Men book annual just becomes the Hellfire Gala where they pick a new team, that's I, I hope, like, I don't know what changes to the X Men is going to happen moving forward after Judgment Day, if fucking anything, 
but I truly am with you on this. I hope every year we get a new X-Men team and it's all this pageantry and nonsense into it and that it serves as like the annual for each one. So yeah, this one opens up um, basically on the heels of the last X-Men book after Scott, you know, decided he knew what, once again, Scott decided he knew what's best for everyone. Once again, he's right. (laughs) And once again, he's right. I am with, I am, I have, I am with him on this one. He uh, was like, yeah, let's just go ahead and tell everybody we got resurrection protocols and we can come back from the dead and, uh, that's going to be fine. I'm sure I don't need to cover that with anybody. And so it picks up with Scott and Jean having some sexy times talking about the, the upcoming hellfire gala and, you know, whether his decision was the right one or not. And then, um, yeah, then they get down to business. You know what I mean? Scott and Jean having a good time. And so next we see the Avenger sneaking onto the beach and immediately you're like, these aren't, these people aren't the Avengers. They don't, they're not talking like the Avengers. And it's because Magic and Bishop are running some training scenarios and uh, fucking security protocols with some of the younger mutants to prep everybody for the upcoming Hellfire Gala because they got to make sure security is at its at its peak. We also get to find out in these early opening pages um, exactly what Emma Frost was doing when she found out that um, Scott had went ahead and told everybody their business. We see her getting all getting her hair done by uh, Jumbo Carnation, getting her outfit ready as she's reading the Daily Bugle and <laughs> sees the headline "Immortal X Men" only in the Bugle. And I love her response as she's just sitting there. This is how this man decides to fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to go and drop this right before my fucking big party, and so she is, you know, rightfully kind of pissed off. And so the next we the next thing we get is a montage of different heroes and, and people across the Marvel universe <clears throat> learning of these new this new mutant technology in order to bring themselves back. You know, many people who have died and come back are, are seeing this like it's crazy. There's Tony Stark. There's, you know, Captain America, who famously was frozen in a brick of ice and then came back. But that's fine for him, I guess. Uh, you know, double standards. Yeah. Reed Richards. <laughs> How many times has Reed Richards died? But oh, he's got some fucking shit he wants to say. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, moving moving past the hypocrisy, if you can. Yeah, because no superhero should say jack shit about this. And yet, <laughs> and they yet, are. <laughs> and yet they all are about to here in Eve in, in Judgment Day. But anyway, so next we we leave our quote unquote heroes to join some villains as they talk about their plans to undo the Hellfire Gala. We got the guy whose name I never am pronouncing correctly, Phalong or something like that. Elon. How is it? Elon Musk. Oh, yeah, that's right. We just call him Elon. So we got Elon, the man who's taken over the moon of Araco. We've got maybe real Mr. Sinister, maybe clone Mr. Sinister. (laughs) A Sinister. We got A Sinister hanging around. And who are they hanging out with? But none other than Moira McFucking (laughs) Tagrid. Okay, so before you keep going, this sadly is the one thing that drags the issue down for me because of this. We dealt with this in the Wolverine crossover book, but like this idea that Moira is now this petty, bitter, angry woman, like she's essentially a totally different character now. She, the dime turn she did. And like they try to fucking like 
they try their best to explain it away here at one point where she says destiny told mystique to burn everything down if they they won't bring her back i should have told them the the same thing but in reverse that if you fuck me over i'll burn everything down so like they try to set this up as though moira has always felt this if you fuck me on this i'm going to kill you all but it just comes across like you're saying as like I gave them everything. I gave them paradise, and now they don't like me. It's like, yeah, like, all right. Well, I would, I'd be much happier if, like, by the end of this whole story, we find out someone did something mentally to her. Like, even if it's a cop out, it better than this character. This is now. ridiculous. This is like, yeah, I don't care for. I don't like. I'm, I'm torn on the story. Like, I don't care for her motives, but I do like the idea of her in this role. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like if the motives were better, I really do like where it's going. So I try to just ignore the motives the best I can. Yeah, because if she was like maybe betrayed by them and then begrudgingly joined this team because she has nothing left, like yes, that would be much more understandable or and relatable like, to the character. Or she died and like it didn't reset for whatever reason. And she was able to somehow connect with the failings and is mad at them for not resurrecting her or something. You know what I mean? Like, I like this idea that she's now acting as this, like this link between mutants and, and like the failings and and the hive mind and all that stuff that we saw it building to in the, the house and powers of X, you know, like, I like that there's that connective tissue, but I don't like why it's there. (laughs) Anyway, so speaking of that connective tissue, Moira is basically telling this group, all right, here's how we're going to take down the Hellfire Gala. I have put this alien face sucker onto none other than, which is basic, which was my arm. I took my, my failings arm and I wrapped it around Mary Jane Watson's neck to make sure. it look like a neck piece. Um, she's dressed like the Phoenix and uh, we're going to send her into the Hellfire Gala and I'm going to brain control her and we're going to screw everything up. I, I do like but at one point they're like, oh, yeah, that should work. They love the they love redheads over there. <laughs> OK, well, you pretty know, self-aware joke, <laughs> pretty, pretty self-aware that there's a lot. And they mentioned it again, too. At one point with Spider-Man later is like, you have to be more specific. There's a lot of redheads here today. <laughs> Um, so yeah, after after we find out her evil plan, which again doesn't seem like much of a plan, but okay, um, we get Bishop showing up, saying to the Quiet Council, saying the five have got to be protected. The, everyone knows that we can come back from the dead. Everyone's mad at us. We have this Hellfire Gala. We got if we're not going to cancel the Hellfire Gala, which I strongly advise us do, <laughs> we need to at least put the the five in lockdown. The council agrees. Ileana is their babysitter. And she's like, yeah, you guys aren't going anywhere. And now they're all like, but we want to go to the party. So it's basically your, your standard uh, kids are grounded or how are they going to go to the big party storyline? Even though I, I do feel it's in character, it is a little annoying of like, listen, there's a pretty good reason why you want the guy, the five to stay there. They might be in danger, which we will see in later issues. Like they might be in danger. We should keep them hidden. And the magic's like, okay, but <laughs> like, yeah. 
Like yeah. it isn't her character, but also feels stupid at the same time. It it, it does, but it's one hundred percent her being like, eh, I wanted to have a good time too. Yeah, like one hundred percent. So spoiler alert: they end up getting to the party. Ileana takes them there, <laughs> and when Bishop calls her on it, she's like, ah, I was bored. <laughs> and so we visit with Doctor Reyes as as Sink comes in for his annual checkup. And as you recall, his his physiology his physiology has been different since coming back from the dead after dying, after being exposed to the vault for so long. And part of his new power set is he can remember people's powers and and use them again. When he comes to to visit Doctor Reyes, he hasn't shaved in a while, and she notices, hey man, for for a young guy, you uh, got a lot of grays going on here, bud. And he's like, yeah, yeah, about that. I think something's <laughs> going on, right? And she's like, yeah, every time you use this muscle memory version of your power, every time you have to call on somebody's powers when they're not within your field, you are basically aging yourself by a few years. You yeah. need to stop doing this. And again, <laughs> maybe he can just, why does he need to stop doing this? He can just do it and could die of old age and then come back in whatever body he wants. But whatever, let's ignore that. <laughs> well, my first thought was, yeah, this is definitely setting up to a point where he's going to have to make a choice. And then like, there's no resurrection protocol anymore. Yeah, like, yeah. There, there's <laughs> Yes, the, the black man is going to sacrifice himself around the same time there's no resurrection protocol. And yeah. we're going to lose this who is quickly becoming omega level mutant let's not let's not erase that (laughs) anywhere we get a little excerpt of the daily bugle we don't need to read it uh emma's prepping for the hellfire gala she welcomes everybody as she walks through the gates we get a nice little scene of her walking through the same time uh mary jane watson is showing up um lots of strategic shots in the panels uh, oh, so now that we're getting to the actual gala, I do have one criticism. The fact that we have this gala and everyone's dressing so ridiculous and everything. Some people, I didn't know who the fuck was talking. Like sometimes it was a character, like when later she talks to Captain America, I didn't know she was talking to Captain America. Oh, yeah. I only knew that because she addressed him as Captain at first. And I, I guess like, I just uh, sped by it and see that. Yeah, and then yeah. like when I saw Spider-Man, I'm like, oh, at first I was like, which Spider-Man is that? Sure. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Who knows? It's black and red. So is that yeah. Miles at this party? That's oh, yeah. Cool. And that's because did, you probably skimmed over that that data page, right? Probably. Yeah. At some point in that, it's like an interview with Jumbo Carnation. Yeah. And at I some point that. he says, oh, I made Spider-Man his suit for the Hellfire Gala. So that's like, that's why he's in a fancy suit because Jumbo made it for him. Oh, no, no, it wasn't that. It's the fact that I didn't know which one. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, but yeah. the reason he's dressed like that is because... Yeah, Jim- that I got. And John Hamm shows up for some dumb reason. That Well, for me, like, a running joke between me and my girlfriend is John Hamm says yes to everything because he kind of does. And he's even made that joke about himself before. Oh, yeah, 100%. So, like, seeing him this, I'm like, oh, yeah, he just said yes to this, too. <laughs> do you want to be in the X-Men? He's like, God fucking did. Do you want to be have it heavily implied that you've slept with Emma Frost? Yes. Yeah, yes, sure. I do. <laughs> well, remember he was uh, a voiceover in Legion for a few episodes. Like That's he was right, the he boy, was, yeah. And allegedly, he was supposed to play Mister Sinister. He would be perfect. Oh yeah, he would be perfect for Mister Sinister. I hope that still happens. Anyway, so we basically, like you said, we're 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 opening the gala. 
uh, Emma's welcoming everyone. She's trying to like highlight all the good things mutants, specifically the X-Men have done. And let's not forget that here at the end of tonight, we will elect some new X-Men. Oh, here's John Hamm. And so as she's like walking by, she starts to be accosted by other superheroes and people who are like, hey, bitch, what's up with this shit about you guys being able to bring people back from the dead and I not knowing about it? Like, okay, again, you are all superheroes who have died and come back and know people who have died. And You've all back. been part of rewriting the entire world multiple so, times. And, and never is this more apparent than the first fucking person who comes up to her. You know, the new Sorcerer Supreme Clea, who's not even from this dimension, controls all magic, probably can find a spell to resurrect anyone she fucking wants. And she comes up to Emma and she's like, you have to bring him back. It's like, I, I'm sorry. If your goal has been to bring him back from the dead, you would have figured it out by now. You're the Sorceress Supreme for two fucking dimensions. Yes. But anyway. And also the fact that how many times has Doctor Strange died and come back? There is a whole fucking series called The Death of Doctor Strange in which he comes back at the end of it. Yeah. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> I'm a little I'm a little mad about this fucking shit honestly. The more I think about it, it's ridiculous well, that it's the people same are upset about it. Like I get yes. humans being upset. Yes, and I they get do a good as, job explaining that too. Yes, I get the humans being upset that mutants have this power and they're not telling them about it. I don't get the fucking all the other heroes who have died and come back multiple times. Yes. <laughs> In canon, it's not like it's been like rewritten so they never died. There are many times like, yeah. And then I don't know, an angel just came and put my soul back in my body. Or <laughs> I made a deal with the literal devil and got to come back, but then I outsmarted the devil. And so now I got to keep my body. Like there's all these other yeah. insane fucking ways they've come back from the dead, but now they're mad. But also, like, for example, Reed Richards has a reason to be mad, but Reed Richards has literally rewritten reality and has made galaxies with his alternate reality son. Like, yeah. <laughs> Secret yeah. Wars was a thing for a reason, and yeah. he made the choice to rewrite reality. Like, and, and Reed Richards being pissed about that being something being taken from him still makes sense with that because he is yes. a giant prick and a hypocrite. Yes. So it's I get a hypocrite and a prick meeting two other hypocrites and pricks. And you took my toy. Fuck you. Yeah. No one does it, that except me. It's I'm trying just, to take your powers. With a as gun. Emma said, I'm very tired of all the men in, in, around here acting like they fucking are better than me. <laughs> like, yeah. Fucking phenomenal. So anyway, we get a bunch of scenes. Firestar's back. So that's cool. Um, that becomes a big thing later for sure. I like that. It was yeah. a nice surprise. And I love that, like, you know, she's she's with Iceman and hanging out. And I love that um Spider-Man is in this book, but at no point do Spider-Man and his amazing friends hang out. So I'm a little upset about that. Well, remember, but, we have that crossover coming soon. And that's where I was getting ready to go. But oh. we have a crossover coming up, and I'm gonna spoil this to the end because I I can, and I assume if you're listening to me, you read the book already. Um, she she gets elected as the X-Men, which means in this crossover, if there's the X-Men team, it's going to be Iceman, Firestar, and fucking Peter Parker, Spider-Man hanging out. If there is not, oh, look, it's Spider-Man. 
oh, those are some amazing friends jokes. I'm going to be livid. If they don't have their pet dog, I'm going to be angry. Oh, like, God, just yeah. randomly the dog in the background or something. Oh, my God. I, I can't. I, I love it. Anyway, so she's oh, hanging also, out. With- they mentioned, I don't know. I think it's this book where someone mentions like, oh, does that mean we can bring back new warriors now or something? Yeah. What was that line about? Oh, because Firestar was was uh, on that team as well and there was some other like there were other mutants on that new warriors team i think but why would there have been a rule not to bring them back oh, i don't think it was a rule i think it was a, a, a just like an aside like just a joke oh okay just, yeah yeah yeah. I, a lot of people have uh inside jokes in this this book yeah <laughs> and so um firestar still mad at emma for you know the years of of mental abuse that she gave her at, at the expense of the hellions yeah not nice. um and you know, rightfully so. And so it's at this moment that she meets Steve Rogers at the bar, as one does, or no, at the at the fucking blackjack table or whatever. Yeah, and he tells her basically, if you want her on your team, you're gonna have to like give her some respect. You know what I mean? Like you can't just make your enemies like you can't just keep making enemies. You gotta fucking like bring people into the fold. You gotta give them some responsibility in order to win them back sometimes. That's what I did with Rogue. While he tells this story of Rogue basically beating his ass. Yeah. And, and he's like, and so I was like, yeah, you can be on the Avengers. <laughs> like, bitch, she just beat your ass to the ground. Of course she can be on the Avengers. <laughs> but we get some uh, real terse moments between Scott and Forge. Um, as Forge is basically like, oh, hey, how's your apology tour going? And he's like, I'm not apologizing to anyone. He's like, yeah, it might be good if you did, though. <laughs> damn forge has got some, some he's getting shit. sassy in this issue for sure Forge is sassy i like it i like forge um oh, yeah. yeah and and all the while in the background of a lot of scenes there's like spider-man and mary jane having these conversations and like some stuff happening and in the back of all these scenes uh moira and oh, no not uh sorry mary jane being possessed by fucking moira walks away with proteus after the five arrive to the uh to the party and like cypher catches this too so doug is like catching everybody's body language throughout the, yeah. the hellfire gala so as i just mentioned moira walks off with um or mary jane slash moira walks off with proteus and she basically like hey my son i never loved you and i'm going to tell you all this the truth now you were uh born because we needed your power so that we could do this hope you're not too uh upset but if you are wouldn't it be cool if you just you know, went crazy and, and had a meltdown and, and destroyed everything. But yeah, he doesn't a picture do of that. her poking him with a stick. Yeah. So he doesn't give in and and you know, that's good for him. We also, while while she's having this conversation with Proteus, we get some uh some lines with um Tony Stark and Mr. Fantastic meeting up and who I just noticed the main head editor at Marvel put himself in here. He's the guy standing next to Magic on the bottom panel. Oh, I was wondering who that was. Yeah. 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 There were a lot of people in the background who I was like, all right, who's that? Who's that? <laughs> um, <clears throat> but anyway, so yeah, Elon Musk crashes the party. Tony Stark is there. Reed Richards is there. A lot of pricks are in the building right now. And they all decide to have a seat at the blackjack table, or I guess this isn't blackjack, maybe poker. They all have a, a seat at the poker table with Emma Frost, and she's just not having a good time, man. She <laughs> can't escape the most fucking asshole-ish of people. And so everyone's basically telling her, like, hey, man, 
you really fucked up, huh? Why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me? And they just want to, you know, talk about how smart they are. Tony Stark is like, let me tell you how this is going to go down. I'm the smartest man in the world. People are going to get mad at you. They're going to want to take it from you. They're going to start a war. Bad shit is coming. Emma's like, you know what? I'm fucking done taking advice. You know what? No shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. She's like, I, you don't need to be a futurist to know that shit. I'm a fucking mutant. People have been coming at us forever. And I'm a little tired of the Avengers acting like they got shit to say about it now. And she storms away. Uh, Tony Stark and, and Elon Musk have a terse moment. And it's well, like, don't this- forget, though, because I think it's going to be very important when Reed tells Emma about, hey, oh, yes, also yeah. talk to Reed Richards unless he forgot about it. So now we also know that Emma didn't know what Xavier and Magneto did to Reed. Yeah. Also, Reed's kind of there being like, fuck all of y'all. Mm-hmm. Fuck this shit. Fuck all of you. You took something from my brain. I am very egotistical. You can't just take something from me, motherfucker. No, he. He's but also, <laughs> I do like Tony. Tony's outside point of view of everything, but also it's equally egotistical and arrogant. Also, oh, one hundred percent. He thinks he he thinks he's outside of it. Yeah. And so it's at this point that Doug decides he needs to step in, and he, he approaches Spider Man. He's like, "Hey." I think you have a relationship with that redhead because my mutant powers to be able to read anything. And then the body language coming off you two really suggested to me that you were married, but now you're not married. And <laughs> um, just a lot of shit happened between you two. Does she know Proteus? Why is she out there? And so, and, and uh, oh, also I noticed uh, she was giving um, the Morse code of SOS while she was tapping her glass earlier. Do you know what that might be about? And so Spider-Man swings to action, thinking Mary Jane is under attack from Proteus. Proteus defends himself. Uh, The five jump in. Wolverine jumps in. It's quickly revealed that Mary Jane is is being possessed by Moira. Um, Wolverine, or Logan Wolverine, comes storming in. He's like, Moira, I'm going to kill you. And then Moira's like, if you kill me, you kill this beautiful lady here too. And so she walks away unscathed. Spider-Man and Wolverine are like, we gotta get, we gotta get her back. Spider-Man's like, yes. And for completely unrelated, for no reason whatsoever, I'm really invested in making sure nothing happens to her. So let's yeah. make sure nothing happens to her. You don't need to ask why. I don't know her at all, obviously, but let's make sure nothing happens to her. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, basically and they we'll take find off. out next time on yeah. So nine. they take <laughs> off, and that's basically what uh the the next spider-man arc is going to be about as we lead into dark web so well cool. i haven't read that issue yet because that's the big anniversary issue and it's like a thousand pages so i like i kind of had it sitting on my table <laughs> yeah i yeah i haven't picked it up yet i don't think i think it's still sitting sitting at the, the store um anyway so we cut back to the gala that's reed richards and emma have their little exchange about like can you trust these people uh gene tricks uh, emma you know proving that once again she's the better uh, telepath tricks emma into thinking that john ham has asked her for a date or a dance when it's actually scott because he's been trying to talk to her all night and emma wants nothing to do with him and it's at this point that he tells her hey um some really bad shit is happening and i need you're one of the only other people we can trust right now and you need to look in my brain and see some stuff. 
and there's this one there's this one panel where she like just puts her head against his chest and she just gives in because it was nice yeah you can see she gives in and she's like holding him in a way that's like she has been so angry for so long and she's finally at a spot where she can be vulnerable but yet she still isn't like somebody is still coming to her needing something so there's this sense that all in this fucking this artist is amazing all in this one scene you have her letting go of her cold exterior for a moment letting her guard down but also a sadness of knowing that it's going to have to go right back up and she's letting it down for a person she's not with anymore that she still very much loves and is only coming to her right now because he needs her help with something (laughs) It's like there's all the, there's, I, I don't know. I just I, maybe I say it all the time. I know Gene is is one of my is one of my favorites of all time, but I really love the true. I really love the character arc that Emma Frost has had over the last twenty some some odd years. I have and always have been pro Scott and Emma. Me too. Always. Yeah. Me too. And so he shows her what's been up, and and that includes a sinister posing as dr stasis and so she's like which also kind of like made me realize that the last issue of immortal x-men is kind of like half and half like yeah half before half during kind of thing after yeah 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 and so we yeah i think we read those out of order honestly is what happened (laughs) well yes and no because half the book takes place before yeah that's true and and that book came out before this one so oh okay well then we didn't they just good storytelling so um so yeah she realizes sinister is up to some shit and so she tells scott listen i'm carrying something too that i i need you and gene to help me with gene should have never left the council by the way here's what's gone down (laughs) and she tells scott for the and i forgot scott didn't know this and she tells scott all the shit about moira all the shit about charles and eric you know like scott didn't know any of this and he has he has that moment with gene where she's like hey show me what's up he's like i can't right now like his entire world like you have to remember like this is still the same scott that was a zealot that was like a a boy soldier for xavier you know like he's just now finding out that charles has been planning all of this for his entire life (laughs) Like, Jesus fucking Christ, he must be broken. And so, yeah, that leads us straight into the voting for the X-Men. Um, we have, you know, the mainstays. We mentioned it last time when we were kind of talking about it. Uh, Gene, Sink, and uh, Scott will be, um, I keep calling everyone else but him by his first name, Everett. Everett, Gene, and Scott by um, will stay on the team. Newly elected uh, Firestar will be there. and But the others are too close to call right now. And so their new great friend Scarlet Witch will help us sort this out. So uh, Scott decides, I'm going to throw Forge under the bus. He nominates Forge. Everyone loves that idea. Forge, back on the X-Men. Forge. I I took that moment as Scott being like, I got to keep an eye on him. Oh, 100%. 100 percent. this is scott being like hey that little interaction i had with you a minute ago that didn't go super hot 
And now that I know you're working on something for Xavier and I know everything now, <laughs> you are on my fucking radar. <laughs> uh, you are in, excuse uh, the term, you're in my eyesight now, buddy. And so <laughs> he, he's keeping him in his eyesight. Forge is like, oh, two can play this game, you son of a bitch. I think I will only be on the X-Men if Scott's brother, Alex, will be with me. And so <laughs> Havoc is on the team now. Everyone loves that idea. Magic is like... You mean the guy who was just on a team for people who are kind of crazy? Yeah, 100%. Even Scott is like, wait, hang on, what? (laughs) And then Ileana sensing the insane drama that the X-Men are about to be. Ileana's like, ooh, I want in on that. And if anyone wants to try to take my spot, they have to fight me for it. Anyone want to fight me? Everyone says, including Bishop, no. No, I do not want to fight you. And so uh, then we got Iceman. Like I, Bobby's like, fuck, if Firestar's on the team, can't have a team without Iceman. You that was fire, you need easily ice. the laziest, laziest reason, but I kind of liked it. <laughs> but it's 100% like in, in keeping with this modern version of Bobby. It's like, I just want to hang out with my friend. I'll be on the X-Men again. Um, also, anyone else been fighting Frost Giants? Because I've been fighting Frost Giants. <laughs> and so, yeah, our new team, Bobby Drake. Um, Angelica, I forget her last name, Firestar, yeah. Ileana Rasputin, Magic, Alex Summers, Havoc, Garrett, Everett, Garrett, right? Is it, it's Everett is his first name. What's his fucking last name? I, I have no idea. Um, Sync, Scott, we got Cyclops, we got, I guess she's still going by Marvel Girl, we got Jean, we got Forge. That's our new fucking X Men team. Love it. That is insane. I love it. I can't because wait. we know how this writer's been doing this with these characters. So now I just want a fantastic issue of two brothers just dealing with their shit. Oh my god the the Scott and Alex issue. If especially if if Jerry Duggan is still writing it, first he is yeah yeah it's gonna be phenomenal. So yeah, that's our new team. Also, uh, shout out to um, Xavier's outfit this year. Really nice. I love the gold shoulder pads. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Xavier comes strolling in after the X-Men vote, looking like he just got back, honestly, from like a trip abroad, really. He looks like, <laughs> uh, he looks like a, a European who went and stole all the Aztecs gold. Um, and so, yeah, he comes strolling in and he is like, hey, Forge, this isn't going to s- affect your ability to work on project black box which i'm gonna assume is something going on in x force i'm not keeping up um maybe or we don't know about it yet i don't know yeah but anyways forge is like ah don't worry about it and i'm gonna get myself kicked off this team really if if it starts to be an issue so don't worry about it and at the same time xavier is making sure that he has a mole on the inside tony stark walks up to firestar and he was like hey don't forget you used to be an avenger too if you see anything your old team should know about why don't you give me a ring and then he walks away. Uh, everyone is basically plotting against each other now. And, <laughs> I was also uh, kind of hoping that like something would happen where that suit he's wearing turned into an Iron Man suit. I was kind of yeah. waiting for it to happen. Oh, I'm bit. sure. I, like I think it's heavily implied that it could if it needed to. Yeah. Um. And so yeah. And so we leave the Hellfire Gala to find out that Moira, back in her own body now with blood all over her hands. So who knows what just happened there? I guess we'll find out in dark web. Um, she shows up to a couple of, to the headquarters of a couple of Eternals. And she's like, Oh, here's a list of names of people you need to kill. Bye. Uh, also there's a great line where 
Emma asked Bishop to make sure we save the model. It's like, we can't have a murder every party. Yeah, that was pretty funny. That was pretty funny. Also, we skipped. There's a part where the party's happening and Dr. Stasis is like ripping something from like the. Oh, yeah, that's right. I don't know what that is, but he's doing something. Yeah, I don't know if it's from. I don't know where it is, but yeah, Dr. Maybe maybe it's not Krakoa. Yeah, Dr. Stasis is, is plotting something and I don't think we know exactly what it is yet. Yep, and then think, yeah, Moira talking to uh talking to the Eternals. Yeah, so we got the Eternals coming for them on one side. We got Orcus coming from them on another side. We got human humans coming from them as always. Uh, yeah, not as usual. Not a good time to be a mutant. Not great. Not great. Great no. time to be an X Men fan though. <laughs> All right, uh, I give that five X's. It's a I lot. But it was uh, good. It was a jumbo issue. It was a jumbo review I just did. Um, and jumbo was in it. Five five X's. And honestly, because this is a $8 issue, <clears throat> I've had 9 to $10 issues that don't give me this much this content. 100% was money well spent. Like It gives yeah. you payoff to things. It gives you plots going into fucking other series and not even in the X-Men universe. It gives you plots going forward in the X Men. It get like there all the drama involved in it. Like it did so fucking much. Yeah, it's, it's really impressive. Because like for example, I have a feeling when I do read that issue nine of uh, Amazing Spider Man, it's gonna be a lot of side missions and like ten pages of the main story. You know, probably yeah. Like most annuals and books like that usually end up being. This was a full story, which I like. All right, next wow. up we have eve of judgment day take it away i will so i'm gonna go through this one real quick because i did take i feel like i took a real long time on that other review so the eve of the eve of judgment is exactly what it sounds like it's a it's a prologue um and so it it's the machine that is earth is narrating whatever the fuck that means i'm not an eternals person whatever um and basically it it this it's it, this book serves somebody like me. It's giving some backstory on who the Eternals are, what the different factions currently are, uh, that Druig is the current Eternal Prime, that there was some shit with Thanos recently. Yeah, uh, I read that stuff. That was really good. Yeah. We get Icarus saving some some people. I guess there was some some shit went down. Icarus and Cersei are saving some deviants instead of killing deviants. Um, Druig has somebody named Delphine held captive. He's an eternal architect, I think, or the Smith, I think is what they call him. Um, so anyway, like, like I told you before, when I, when I read the first trade of eternal oh, fastest, I'm sorry, fastest is who they have in P A S T O S. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when I read eternals, like it's good, but it's just, dense and it's kind dense. of like dry if that makes yes. any sense yeah I, I very much someone making their own world and uh what was it karen gillen yes uh fantastic writer i mean wicked and divine Love amazing it. series and he's it, done this a great is, yeah. run on darth vader he's done so many great books he's great and this is great this i i am enjoying it and look forward to reading more of it it's just he's doing a good job with it i just couldn't care less about these <laughs> characters you know what i mean yeah so like all right so we get uh, a couple people uh named ajax and M- mccary 
I'm gonna yeah. guess is how it's pronounced. Well, you saw Eternals, right? Yeah, I don't um, know. Ajax and the Speed Person and Selma Hayek. Okay, I remember now. So, um, yeah, they're basically like, oh, we want to take uh, Fastest here. We have some religious work to do, and he can help us with it. You know, we're we're zealots and and we're a religious culture, and you don't want to upset us, Truig. You don't want to upset the all the Eternals. And by going against our religion, which I, I guess is a thing, I don't know. But Druig is evil. He's bad. He's a bad guy. I'm getting that. And but he's he's a political guy. So he's like, uh, you guys are are priests and 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 respected among the people. Sure, go do your thing. That'll buy me some clout. And so they take um the guy whose name I've already forgotten, Fastus, to Celestia which is the city of the star gods, techno-spiritual seat of eternal power. And they basically tell him that um, they, they want to create a god and they want to know if it can be done. And he's like, yes, but it's a bad thing to do. You shouldn't do it. And how, like, it, it would take a lot to, to make a God and, and they want to make a God so that they can like unite against you, unite people so that there's not a war with the mutants basically. And so here's how they plan to do it. Here's how they plan to make a God. They're the ones who kidnap sinister. Yes. They referenced that in the beginning of this book. That was a nice little like, Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. So but they also kidnapped that sinister. They kidnapped a sinister, a sinister. Yeah. Um, so and yeah, so we know which Eternals did it. It's Ajax and and Lakari. Lakari, thank you. Um, and yeah, they're basically going to use his his knowledge of mutant genes to make kind of a mutant god. Um, I'm and it's honestly starting to feel a lot like, oh shit, is this how we get that celestial looking Exodus character that eventually eats? Uh, all powerful Mr. Sinister. You remember that? Shit? Oh shit! You're right. Yeah, that's so. It's like, is this what that is implying? Like, I don't know. It could lead stay, to that. Stay shit. tuned. Then we get to some <laughs> shit. I honestly have no idea what's happening. All right, hit me. Um, I did not read this issue. Exactly. Listeners. I so didn't get a chance gonna, to read the issue. So. I'm gonna just honestly skip over a lot of it. Fastest is helping rebuild some city on a planet run by deviants um but they've realized that like they don't fight each other anymore like these the ajax and makari and fastest they um they want to get along now um cersei shows up and th- so she they're talking to uh to to lao is that his name <laughs> I don't know. They're talking <laughs> to some motherfucker, dude. I don't know. Cersei and this guy seem like they might have some kind of flirty relationship. Um, I, it's implied that deviants are the reason we have mutants. Yes. That's been the um, thing for a bit. Yeah. And so I didn't know that until now. I, that's cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. So some of that shit happens. And then at this point, Druig is like, okay, he's he's meeting up, he's working with some other Domo, some character named Domo. Okay, yeah. And he's having Domo create a a basically a bomb, if you will, but it's a bomb that just 
destroys all matter and like makes it though it never existed. Oh, and, their, okay. and their idea is they're going to send this celestial bomb directly into Krakoa to blow up most of the mutants and then they can pick off the rest from there. So in the book you read, they're not done making it yet, right? Ex- no, they are. They are currently. They are currently making it. Okay. I think they finish making it. They try to send it to Krakoa, when all of a sudden they both are like overwhelmed, and they both in unison start saying, "Protect the machine! Protect the machine!" And they realize, "Oh shit! If we blow up Krakoa, which is kind of part of the Earth, we go against." our directive of protecting the earth Mm. so we can't use this bomb do you have any other ideas and that's kind of where the book ends the book ends with druid being like i have one other idea and that's when he goes to approach (laughs) he goes to approach um uranog i've just been calling him thanos's dad granddad okay yes so he goes he goes to (laughs) grand grand thanos Grand Thanos. <laughs> and so we he approaches him to say, hey, I need help. All right. Um, I would give it three X's only because it sets up a lot of stuff. But uh, it, honestly, it's probably four X's if I gave a fuck about any of the Eternals, but I don't. Right, if you knew what was going on. But it yeah. did its job in informing you what it the hell's going job. on with it. Yeah. I got enough information to know where I'm at, what's happening, where we're going. It did its job. All right. Then we are here. The main event avengers versus x-men versus eternals judgment day so we start off the book with a little narration uh a voice who i think is the celestial we meet at the end of this book i think Um, you're right but yeah a voice that isn't alive and i'll tell you more about that being from the avengers because i've read a lot of avengers probably the first five trades but we'll see what happens when we get there so we start off with tony stark and cersei having dinner and talking and i like this a lot because it's kind of tony saying i'm just gonna cut the bullshit right now tell me what's going on oh no okay here's our phoenix it's echo the character echo who now has the phoenix force can you tell me in 30 seconds or less why echo has the phoenix no i didn't read that far Okay, never mind that. Yeah. For anyone who is reading it, I stopped reading after the Vampire War story arc. Um, so Echo has a Phoenix Force and immediately just beats the shit out of Cersei just to knock her out and be like, listen, we know this conversation isn't going to be handled the other way. So we're just going to handle it this way off the bat, which can be viewed very differently from different point of views. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the book opens and closes by with the phrase, who are the heroes? Yeah. Also, um, one real quick. I know I, I don't want to keep. I don't want to keep us like. I don't want to keep sidetracking us. But why does it seem like Echo is in one hundred percent control of the Phoenix Force when even Jean Grey couldn't control the Phoenix Force? Yeah, I don't know. I, what is happening? Anyway, no, I don't know. That's all. That's all. And then we cut to the treehouse where Jean and Scott are looking at all these people. I love these signs. Uh, life hoarders. forever isn't just for mutants like people who are just pissed off uh x's across the infinity symbol (laughs) that was that was the stupidest song yeah that was pretty dumb um but we we have this and they even touched on this in immortal x-men where people just feel betrayed because 
hey, we should have this. And I think Gene even says, like, this is jealousy. Like, that's what, I don't have to read their mind for this. This is what, they're jealous that they don't have this. And Mm -hmm. even though, and and I get it, this happened in the real world. If a group said, oh, we're sorry, it only works for our group, you'd call bullshit. Yeah. Like, you just would. And I, I understand that idea. But also, they are being honest. It only works for mutants. It's like, you can hate all you want, but it only works for us kind of that's thing. That's what they're told. That's what Xavier told them. Do we have that's any true. idea that that's actually true? And also, why? And then there's that. Yeah, there's the question of why would it only work for mutants? Like When you really think about the process, especially the detail we know about the process, that shouldn't be unique to mutants. You're telling me you can't make a Cerebro that you all it is is brain waves and shit you're telling me you can't like you can't make a version of cerebro that works on humans yeah like yes if you can update it for humans yeah like i I get if you said like well we can't we didn't back up any human we backed up all the mutants like that makes sense that's fair but like also now we have the waiting room that's just for souls of people who weren't saved by cerebro so it's kind of like can humans go in the waiting room because it was made by a human there is and i don't and i i think it was back I think it was back in the Hellfire Gala book, but some, I think it's Emma too, who says at some point, like, okay, why? Like, we can't give it to you. We can't do it. It's not, it doesn't work for humans, but oh, also yeah. humans haven't stopped killing us. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, actually, speaking of which, they, there was an interesting note in this book in this next page with um, Nightcrawler, Destiny and Mystique how they're now a population of 200,000. Yeah. And did you see the population of Araco? Oh, no, I didn't actually notice. Oh, yeah. Uh, 100,000. Uh, um, you looked sorry, at... A million, point. million, sorry. Yep. <laughs> yes. Uh, One million. million. One million. That uh, is a number to keep in mind as we... Uh... Yeah. Um, I immediately thought, oh, shit, they're showing us the population. Because that population is going to drop, isn't it? <laughs> like, that's yep. the first thing. Like, okay, you're showing this for a reason. It was my first thought, too. Is like, God damn it. This is another goddamn House of M or whatever. It was. <laughs> um, so then we have Destiny saying, like, it's war coming. I don't know what. Oh, no, I know what it is. It's the Eternals. It's the Eternals. I, it took me a second, but I got there eventually. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Sorry about that. Um, so immediately, Nightcrawler's like, I got to warn uh, Arako. They got to know what's going on. He runs over there. Hey, guys, check out what's going on. We got some trouble. We got war coming with the Eternals, which Cable seemed actually like, we got this. Yeah, they seem strangely like they already knew. Yes, I'm wondering if that's going to be another issue soon of Red. Because Especially after this issue, I'm like, what is going to happen next issue of X-Men Red? <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially. At the, yeah. So I, I'm going to guess something either has happened in the latest, because I think we're, I think I'm at least one issue behind on, on red, but, or maybe it's what I think an issue comes out this week of X-Men red. So maybe I think so. Cause we're up to date on, we're personally up to date on red. We haven't covered it on this. Show. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Um, so then we cut back to Avengers mountain where they have Cersei tied up and fucking kind of nerds, fucking what? nerds, Avengers mountain. <laughs> it's in it's what, half a mountain half a celestial what is what is this fucking a universal studios park let's go down now adventures now they had a tower they had a mansion now they have a mountain it's fine <laughs> the x-men have a whole fucking island and oh, they man. didn't call it x-men island they call it krakoa <laughs> they gave it a real name so 
uh, Iron Man's like, listen, we're a little pissed and tired of this shit. You're saving the world, but the world's in danger. You're not telling the Avengers. You should probably tell us. Also, we know you snuck in one time. You didn't think we'd catch that shit? We know what's going on. Like, then Thanos was back and we didn't know about it. Now, again, a mix of this is still kind of arrogance. Like, we're the protectors. You should tell us. Yes, That's, again. There's definitely arrogance there. <laughs> there, This entire, like, I never thought about it until this book but yeah this is going to be an entire series of there are no there are no actual heroes here there are good people on all three sides yeah but all three sides also have some bad actors doing some bad shit right now well she even says like what you're the way you view us is kind of simplistic we're not all part of the eternals team yeah we have our own cultures we're a society Sounds a lot like, like oh, Krakoa and the X-Men. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, nice little metaphor there. Like, the only true team are the Avengers. Like, you choose to be an Avenger. Everyone else is just born whatever you're part of, you know? So she's saying, like, we're not part of that group anymore. If anything, we're trying to stop them. And it's like, all right, well, we have all these energy signatures. We have all this shit going on. You need to talk to us. So Captain America walks in and goes, this isn't working. Let's get to it. Let's talk to her about what's really going on. We need to know this shit. We cut back to Olympia where the Eternals are gathering saying we need to stop this deviation of mutants. They've now unlocked the power to avoid death. And we, that's, that's too far, too far of a deviation. Don't like, don't Don't like it. Eternal. That's our thing. That's our thing. Not their thing. Their thing is being thought of as not even living beings. Their thing is being marginalized and hated for having the same things that the Avengers have. But furthermore, (laughs) now they have our thing. It's our thing. Guys, do you all agree it's our thing? Yeah, exactly. So let's fix this shit. And they all agree. Thumbs up. Let's fucking kill them. Whatever. Big deal. Let's do it. But that's exactly what happens. Like in this book, sorry, I I don't want to lose this thought. It's jumping ahead a little bit. But as we've always said, why does the world hate and fear them when they love the Avengers? They love whatever else. The, the Eternals are getting the same thing. They're getting the people to hate the X-Men for the same shit that the Eternals have. The oh, Eternals yeah, when can't they fucking talk, die. Yeah, when they talk they, to people saying we're going to stop them, like you do the same thing. Fuck, <laughs> like, man. Bunch of hypocrite motherfuckers. In fairness, for the Eternals, it is actually specific to the Eternals of how they're reborn, the great machine yeah. and all that shit. Yeah, there is a legitimate machine. Um, yeah. <laughs> also, um, yeah, if they knew, if the people knew their secret that one human had to die to bring back one Eternal, mm. then maybe they would care a little bit more. Maybe. So anyway, carry Drew on. Then goes to Thanos' granddaddy and says, hey, listen, you got Thanos. one hour. You got one hour to wreck shit. And then you got to come back. And he's like, an hour? It's going to be great. An hour? Do you know what I can do in an hour? I can do in an hour what it takes people a lifetime to even think about doing. (laughs) Like, he was fucking real full of himself. Oh, yeah. And he delivered. Oh, yeah. Yes. Jesus Christ, he did. Um, But this book, almost the theme of the entire book is arrogance. People who are arrogant on every side. If you're arrogant enough to leave your five resurrection experts lounging around everywhere, you're arrogant enough to talk to other people about their own beliefs, their own religion, their own people, and not know all the facts. Even this conversation I like a lot between Druig and Moira, because he's like, yeah, thank you for all this information. 
but we already got this shit covered. We have a plan on top of a plan on top of a plan. I don't care what you're talking about mutants. I'm talking about deviants. That's how I view this shit. Oh, that was Druig in a suit? Wait, was it? Maybe it's not Druig. I think oh, yeah, it's Druig. I think it's somebody else. Someone else? Maybe it's someone. Either way, this Eternal is talking like, Doesn't you're not matter. giving me new shit. Like, I already got a plan on top of a plan. If that plan doesn't work, the other plan's going to work. It's fine. So we cut back to Krakoa. The Quiet Council is talking about what to do. No, and- you're right. It was Druig. My bad. Oh, okay. He just put a um, suit on and I couldn't recognize him anymore. <laughs> Legit, legit. That's yeah, what it was. Classic Clark Kent. And, and I, yeah, I was just like, oh, I can't be the same motherfucker. He was wearing green a minute ago. Um, I do like though this like crazy psychic attack on Krakoa. The yeah, that was wild. Is shit. Fucking gorgeous. I love this idea. And like Drew even says, like, if you can see it, it's quite the sight. And yeah, it is. It's a giant brain face High, trying yeah. to rip the soul out of all the telepaths and they're yeah, I don't know what's happening psychically there, fighting it's also wild. good time to have legion if you get legion here he's probably gonna win that shit yeah but legion's body is on mars oh shit yikes okay so <laughs> <laughs> and we'll get to that in a second we'll get to that and also they sent a few eternals and like ancient battle armor looks pretty sick and also, what a dumb, like, what a dumb sentence Legion's body was. Like he's not dead. Yeah. But you know what I meant because he's oh, yeah. like, this weird, <laughs> he lives in the astral plane, though. So, like, I don't know, maybe he's still alive somewhere. It somehow him. made sense. It's, um, it's ridiculous. And yet I'm passing judgment on shit happening in the Eternals or the Avengers. Like, whatever. I'm a I'm a hypocrite now. Yeah. So they're fighting all these Eternals on the island. Shit's going down. And then we have uh nightcrawler bamf back and he's like holy shit i just barely got out we see a white light over cable and magneto uh nightcrawler bamfs out and it cuts back to jurig saying oh yeah we have some other plants too like killing the five and then we see that um egg his throat has been slit which is the moment i said oh shit this is all changing now his throat's been slit Hope is knocked out from the psychic attack, but before she could be barraged with flaming daggers, Wolverine steps in front of him, in front of her, and takes all the brunt of it. And all the Eternals leave, run away, and they're like, oh shit, this has been um, a bad day. They're attacking the five. Get the five to safety. Immediately. Why do they retreat? Um, I think this was the extent of their plan. Was just to, to sow chaos? Yeah, and see if they could kill the five. Okay. Because right. also, they probably assumed they won because they killed one of the five. Yeah, probably, maybe. But I mean, conveniently, spot, yeah. Egg made a few more extra eggs. So that's good. Which In is, the meantime... <laughs> which is a thought before I read this book, which I, ha- I was literally standing on the porch while my dog was outside and thinking to myself, well, I mean, if they kill all the five, couldn't they like have backups of like their bodies already ready to go and then they just need somebody else to do that? Like, then I was I think like, you have to kill Proteus. If you kill Proteus, that's, that's the it. one that matters. Yeah. Everyone else. Mm, everyone else has of. a similar enough power. An egg. Yeah. If you run out of eggs and you don't have Proteus, then you're fucked. Yes. If you have uh, Proteus and egg, those are the ones that kill. Like, like Hope isn't that important. It's just a telepath. Yeah. What I guess she connects her powers too. Yeah. That's right. She amplifies it. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. But also, there's other mutants who can do that. That's true. Yeah. It's Proteus. He's the reality bending. Well then, I'll, well then you also have Legion who can do kind of the same thing as Proteus. Yeah, shit. So then, then that goes back to eggs, and that's something I've. I think my new catchphrase is, "Who else has egg powers?" 
Shit, yeah. So you have to kill egg and make sure there's no more eggs. <laughs> and that's it. So destroy the hatchery and kill egg. There you go. Yeah. All right. Damn, we so, just did it. We just ended the X-Men. My bad. <laughs> so as they're also bringing back Cable, he's like, what the hell happened? Oh, oh, you want to know what happened? Yeah, In I do. Less than an hour, Thanos's uh, granddaddy basically wiped out everything. Uh, on Araco. On Araco. And as he's staying there with a skull in his hand, he's saying 10, 9, <laughs> just like counting down to when the machine brings him back to Olympia. And he just wiped everything out. Including, and- you see Magneto's helmet. Yes. Which, as we'll talk about in X-Men Red. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> So we haven't covered X-Men Red yet, but in that book, he deletes or he crushes the device that had all of his um, life backed up. Right. Like, that's what that's what I recall of that storyline, at least. So shit. Well, I, I guess you can go to the waiting room. Oh, that's now? true. Yeah, there's I always guess. a fucking back. This is ways. This was loopholes. But still, there's, wow. there's all there's still Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Um. So then we cut back and we have the Eternals talking to everyone saying we're gonna talk through your fantastic devices because we wouldn't Dru- dare do it psychically Druid. that's terrible not just the uh, let's be fair we don't we don't want to do that with mutants cast them all Dru- in a bad light it's just the bad eternal druid um oh, oh actually before that uh granddaddy thanos basically says like oh your other plan didn't go great you know i can take care of that too pretty fast yeah that's terrifying it's pretty terrifying so yes druid telling everyone hey we're going to take care of the X-Men and the mutants for you people. People in the streets celebrating. They're cheering. So like, sick. <laughs> they're cheering another genocide for the fucking yeah. mutants. Like, God, I hate so people in the Marvel saying, Universe. Oh, it's terrible. We're going to do that. But also, guys, don't panic. We have these giant robot Kaiju. <laughs> Kaiju things. <laughs> don't worry. Their Eternals are on our side. But if everyone can kind of go inland for a little bit. So heads up, we're about to fucking cause a bunch of tsunamis. Sorry about it. Sorry about these terrifying kaiju we're about to fucking raise up from the bottom of the ocean. Oh, yeah. They've been here the whole time. But don't worry about it. We're only going to use them to commit genocide on the people you don't like. Like, what the fuck is happening? So, of course, Cap is like, Avengers, fucking assemble. We need to know what's going on. In the meantime, Akari and Ajak come and say, hey, we got this guy and we need to make a new god and we think he can do it. And they're like, well, where are we going to make a god in a few hours? Uh, look around you. We're literally inside of a celestial. <laughs> Which is, uh, again, so stupid. I can't like. The story is good. It's I know. That, and that, I this know, is why... and it's in keeping with Jack Kirby who created all this shit. He was a fucking wild motherfucker. I get yeah. it. I get it. It's just not for me. Basically, it's similar to the story from the movie Eternals, which is why I got excited at the end of the movie because in the first trade of Avengers, they found out there's a celestial inside the earth, but his mission is to kill everything when he arises and they defeat him before he fully came out. Basically oh, I except thought... So it's di- so in the movies it's different than in the in, in the books because like in the movies when the celestial comes out the earth just explodes anyway. So in this one it's basically like there was a rogue celestial. Basically they get like infected mentally 
and they go crazy. So they trapped him inside a planet so he couldn't get out and kill everyone. Okay. Because then yeah, he started that. getting out. All a right. few thousand years later, you know, it took a while. They started getting out and they stopped him and climate basically change. hollowed him out and made him a building, which is pretty fucked. Fucking climate change is out of control, man. <laughs> the worst celestial attack we've I got seen. Excited. Nothing. Go ahead. That's why I also got excited when I watched Eternals. I'm like, oh shit, they're making Avengers Mountain. It's there now. Yeah. Has any movie referenced that since? No, but it's okay. That's fine. Has anyone talked about this giant? No, I was bitching to you about that not too long ago. And you're like, yeah, well, they never did it before. And now you're upset about it. No, I'm not upset about it. But like it is, it, I hope soon someone mentions it. Yeah, they need to. Like, for real. I it's get it. A like, little ridiculous. Especially from what we're watching. They're all very separate. But like they're the next, I don't know. Actually, matter of fact, yeah, in Wakanda Forever, someone should mention that there's a giant entity sticking out of the earth. It's kind of fucked up the ocean. It's fucked up everything. Yeah, maybe Namor would care about this. Exactly. Yeah, that'd be kind of a fun topic for him to bring up. Like, hey, um, technically, this is all my domain. And now there's a giant thing. There's a hand at the top of the earth. Also, like, I, what have you guys been doing to the ocean? Now this, I, I, can't, I can't stand by anymore. I can't stand by it. So for a first issue of this event, I give it four X's. I liked it. I liked it too. I'll say four X's. Four X's. Um, before we go, where what where do you want to see this go? I believe it's six issues. What what do you want this, the, the main series is six issues? Go. Yeah, but yeah. the the whole fucking thing goes on for months. Um, <laughs> I want where okay where do i want it to go i want it like in my heart i want it to go the x-men win they can still resurrect themselves and then all, all it is is just x-men soap opera and no more existential threats that's all i want i just want i just want the x-men to have a good time and i want to read about them going on to the mall you know what i mean yeah. where i as a as somebody who wants some like action and shit i mean it would be cool if this is kind of leads us into the resurrection protocols aren't there anymore or something. I, I think so. By the end of this, like, they won't have that ability. Yeah. Like it will suck because like they just killed Gambit. Is he going to be able to be brought back in time? Oh, he was also killed in the other world. So then there's that caveat too. But like, you yeah, know, I mean, actually I might jump on that book soon. You know, I, mean, yeah, I think you should. It's, it. it's real good. It's real good. Yeah. I think an issue comes out Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken. So I think we're going to lose resurrection protocol, but also mm -hmm. It's a great source for writers. Like, let's say I write an X-Men book tomorrow. I can bring back any character and just say, oh, yeah, they came back during that time of resurrection. We didn't talk about it. Yeah, right. Yeah. It was still, you just didn't see them. They were millions part of, of mutants now. Yeah. They were part of the 200,000. <laughs> yeah, they're probably 200,000 that you didn't see because they've been doing that all the time anyway. Yeah. There was a great two, three years where we could just bring back a bunch of people and we got around to a lot of them, just not everyone. Yeah. Yeah, as far as where it leads for like the Eternals or the Avengers, I, I don't know. And I mean, it again, looks like the Avengers are going to lose their mansion or their mountain. <laughs> well, good, they should. Avengers Mountain is a stupid name. <laughs> well, it was pretty cool when they hollowed him out and made him into a like Ghost Rider, grabbed the Celestial and made it a Ghost Rider vehicle. It was pretty cool. Jesus Christ. Don't shake your head at me, goddammit. Anyway, Josh, where can they find you shaking your head? I'm on Twitter at Xbrary. It's librarian <laughs> with an X. Uh, so clever. I you know. can find me at Madman3005. And you can find my YouTube channel where I talk about Power Rangers on Black Ranger Review because I might be doing videos again soon. Oh, nice. Yeah. Anyway, guys, thank you for supporting us. Thank you for 
joining us in all of our evolutions of different uh <laughs> concepts of the show imagine uh, maybe the episodes will start being shorter too when we start covering this no we're just gonna talk a long time about cartoons That's what true. all the listeners want That's anyway true. guys thank you so much and we will see you next time